excellent movie adventures. Welcome to another episode of Excellent Movie Adventures with me, your host, and also today with me is Thomas. Hello. And Zachary. Hola. Sup. Sup, sup, sup. <laughs> That's going to stick with that me forever. Off of? It's from King of the Hill. Oh. There's like one episode where Bobby and Joseph from next door, like they get jobs begging for money like homeless people do. And so they can buy stuff like they get sent out to get real jobs. But then they see like cool kids being like, can you spare any change, bro, on the side of the road. And they're like buying cool jeans and like new CDs and stuff. So they start doing that and buy cool jeans. And anyway, there's like a, a montage of them like walking through the school and their cool jeans and everybody's like turning their heads and looking at them because they're so cool. And just. Bobby's like, sup, and Joseph just goes, sup, sup, sup. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. It's just, it's just like burned into my head. I don't know why it's so funny. I'm That's sure awesome. if anybody else saw it, they probably wouldn't laugh, but I saw it, and I lost it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Did you guys watch anything good this week? Nothing. Nothing? You didn't watch anything, or you just didn't watch anything good? I don't know. I watched one movie this week, so <laughs> you sound like you really didn't know. <laughs> I can't say yet because it's the movie we're supposed to talk about tonight. Oh, it's okay. the only thing I watched. Other than that, I had caught up on all my wrestling. I was like a week and a half behind. Mm. I was starting to get double shows of everything, and I was like, oh, I got to catch up. Mm. So I did a wrestling binge this week. Yeah. I just... A lot of fast forwarding. <laughs> <laughs> I just let it get away from me. <laughs> like, I'll watch the stuff that I want to watch or that I hear is really good. I'll go back and watch it. But, like, I don't know. That's I, just, why I, I just can't do it anymore, man. I can't force myself to sit through a Raw and a SmackDown and an NXT and a, and a whatever it is, AEW. AEW. Nine hours. Yeah, it's too much. That's why I said a lot of fast forwarding. <laughs> I don't have that much time in the week. Uh, if you fast forward a lot, the show goes from two hours to maybe 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you skip everything you don't want to see. Exactly. And then you go back and push play on the thing that you didn't want to see that had something good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that or the match you really don't care about, you just fast forward to the end to see yeah. who won. What about you, Tommy? See anything good? Uh, I started watching New Girl again. Oh, yeah? It was pretty funny. Again? Show. Yeah. I watched it when it was on air originally. Oh, so you're starting... Are you starting it all over mm-hmm. then? Okay. Yep. I thought about doing that. We didn't... We got all the way to the last season, and I for some reason we never finished... Oh. Oh, that's further than I got. We had it recorded, like, the whole last season pretty much. We just never got time to watch it. Oh. And then we ended up switching TV services. And lost it all. Mm. So, I remember why you stopped watching it. I don't know. You just stopped watching it, so we're going to finish it. Hmm. I have no idea, like, how to differentiate, like, a season from another season. Other than I know that, like, Coach disappears after the first season. Oh, that's the very first episode. Oh, just the first episode? He yeah. disappears and he comes He comes back he a comes few back times. comes back later, yeah. 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 Uh, he was just, like, the roommate. Because they switch him out with Winston yes. later on, right, mm-hmm. when Winston leaves. Mm-hmm. Um and then I know that there's, like, a romance between, like, the Jewish... Well, I guess they're both Jewish, huh? 
both the white dudes. Schmidt. Yeah, yeah Schmidt. And uh, I can't remember her name. CC. CC. Yeah. It's been that long since I've watched it. I don't remember yeah. any of their names really. But except for the two black guys. Good for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, anyway, there's like a relationship between them. And then it's like on yeah. again, off again. And then there's like a season where the main character, Zoe Deschanel's character, dates that. Nick. Nick character, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's, that's I remember liking I the show, but I don't remember like anything about it. Yeah. I know there's a crossover episode between that show and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What? Really? Yeah. Um, huh. Basically, Zoe Deschanel plays her character, Jess, because they live in New York. Yeah. And no, they live in California. Is it California? That's what they said in the episode. Oh, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's maybe an episode where they're in New York or something. Hmm. Anyway, he is involved in like a police chase, and he gets in her car and forces her to get over into the passenger seat. So he's driving around with the Jess character. Hmm. in the car that he's confiscated to chase someone <laughs> and she's got like soup and like spills it and he ends up like dropping her off outside of their apartment building huh so interesting i could have sworn that they were in new york for part of that show mm, maybe huh. for part of it but at the beginning they say it's california hmm. well there you go anyways i didn't really watch anything this week either i don't know it's just been kind of busy i did watch some Ooh. I what? take it back. I did watch something. Okay. Well, we'll come back to you in just Okay, a that's fine. I just remember. <laughs> you have to you go wait ahead. now. I know. You <laughs> go ahead. I just, uh, it just clicked in my head. I've now seen every episode of the show alone. Okay. Through season six, I believe. Nice. So that's every season that I'm aware of. Yeah. And uh, by far the worst season is the season where they have doubles. And I think that's because I had this friend who was like, wait till they get like, they get like teams of people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they drop one person off to, like, set up base camp, and then they, like, drop off their partner on the other side of the island, and that person just has, like, an overnight sack, a compass, and a bearing, and they have to, like, (laughs) find their way to this other person. Yeah. And, like, normally there's 10 contestants, but to send 10 teams of people, that's 20 people. Yeah. So that's a, lot. that's a lot of people, and I'm sure they don't want to spend that much money. So they do seven teams, so that's 14 people. But in the first episode, three teams quit. So, <laughs> and then like five days later, another team quits. So for the majority of like the three months that they're out there, there's only like six people. And they're on teams, so it's really like there's only three people, because like... Yeah this person's not filming something different than this person's filming. Like if they're together, they're filming the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you lose that many people, so, you think like halfway through, you'd be like, okay, here's the option. You can split up mm-hmm. or stay together and maybe get something different out of it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, they, cause they don't, they're not involved with the people aside from medical checks. Once they drop. Yeah. Them yeah off. That's what I mean. But like the teammate people, you'd be like, cause there's the one dude that wanted to fish all the time. And the one that didn't mm-hmm. she'd be like, all right, this isn't working. We're splitting up. Let's see how you do. Yeah. Could have done well, yeah, but like they that. don't know. Right, but it would be up to the contestants to That's decide what I mean. that. Yeah. Like if they were and like, they're not thinking like, hmm, we should split up for better television or whatever. You no, know what no, I mean? like, but like if you can see there's con- contention between them, you just be like, here's the thing. You want to split up or do you want to stay together? Well, yeah, and have them go their own way. That's the thing. They would never ask them to split up because they only see Good. them during med checks and they don't have any of the film until it's over. 
And then they edit it all together because they're out there alone. They can call them on the phone. It's a two-way radio. <laughs> that kind of negates the being alone, like the rules of the show. Though. No, they're making it alone. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> also they're not alone, which is one of the reasons why that season sucks. In like, my that's what I'm saying. They so, could make them alone. Yeah. Anyway, I'd be surprised if they do that again. <laughs> <laughs> They've only, they only did that in one season. And in my, in my opinion, it's the worst season. Hmm. And then Lizzie and I watched another season of Survivor because hmm. we found out Hulu has like all of them. Yeah, nice. And I will not watch all of them, but because there's so many. Yeah. You say that now, but, but you've already like watched more than you said you would last time. It's like what? You're right. I did seasons? watch another season. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's I think there's over 30. There's a lot. Okay. There's like yeah. 30 some odd. That's right. Because at one point they were doing it like twice a year. Oh, I didn't know. I, about if that. I remember right, I think they were doing like I could be wrong. Probably it only takes. I think they were doing like a, a summer series and then a, yeah. a fall series or something. Anyway, Lizzie and I just looked up like what the best seasons of that show are, like consensus online or whatever, and we're yeah. just kind of busting through those. I watched a few more episodes of that flight attendant show. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah, me and Kara started that. It's got, not a show for Kara. <laughs> <laughs> we got two or three episodes in. It's Really slow. Does it get better? See, I feel like... It picks up. Yeah, I feel like it picks up. I, I think the first episode is intriguing enough. Mm-hmm. It to was. To like kind of hook you and pull you in. The second episode is a little slower because they now have to like... You have to build the characters. Build, yeah, build all the characters and stuff. But I feel like it, it is better as time okay. goes on. Like I watched some more of it. I thought it was good. Um, real quick, there are 40 seasons of Survivor. Holy crap. It's been on for like 20 years. Yeah, so two seasons a year. Wow, it's probably it's actually probably been on longer than twenty years, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, what was the thing you watched? I actually watched two that I <laughs> forgot about. Um, <clears throat> we talked about it last week a little bit, but uh, the Honest Thief, Liam Neeson. Oh, okay, that was actually pretty good. Oh, you know, I started watching that, but I didn't finish it. Yeah, it's generic Liam Neeson yeah. movie. I have no issues with it. Yeah. You know, not one of the best ones I've yeah, seen, I but it's not it. bad at all either. I didn't hate like, it, but I definitely could have finished it and I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a generic Liam Neeson. I been like, I bought it just sight unseen and I don't regret buying it at all. The girlfriend lives, so, right? I assume. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Not really. I, I haven't mean, seen it. Are you going to see it? Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I already know how it ends. (laughs) That and I watched Mortal Kombat. The original? Yes. Nice. Onto Annihilation, which is not as good. I've recast everybody. Yes. (laughs) Minus Johnny Cage. But he dies in the first five minutes anyways. Whoa, spoilers. <laughs> Come on, man. I haven't seen this. For a movie that's like 30 years old. <laughs> so I haven't seen it. Yeah, I think Mortal Kombat is oh, definitely worth... Oh, and cast Liu Kang either. Right, but yeah. he's the main character. Yes, but anyways. I think he's, that movie is worth watching. Annihilation? Both of them. Yes. But like, there's got to be nothing else to watch. <laughs> like, so... Unless, I mean, if you're a huge Mortal Kombat fan, I'd I, say it's worth watching just to have watched it. But I wanted to go back and watch them because I just started playing Mortal Kombat 11. Mm. And so I was like, oh, I'll go back and watch them. Because they actually, Mortal Kombat 11, the storyline actually dives into the original movies. So 
the storyline of Mortal Kombat 11 is um, um, there's a new character in there, and they comes in and it breaches the timeline, okay. and it brings basically it has all the characters from the original Mortal Kombat come into the future, and so now there's two of everybody, but you have an old version and a young version. And they actually talk about it. Oh, we were just in Mortal Kombat. You know, we were just in the thing. And so they reference the movie actually quite a bit in this new one, in this new game. And they actually have a skin pack that you can buy too, that you can get of all the old characters like Christopher Lambert and stuff like that, Raiden's. But <clears throat> anyways, I went back he, and watched them. He, and they recast him in the second one too, yes, right? Yeah. 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 And like I said, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a pure 90s <laughs> adrenaline rush. Nice. Yeah. Lots of techno. It's not great by any means, but you know what? For when it was made in the area it is, it's it's not bad. I remember in one of them, it's the first one, when Reptile shows up yes. to fight him, and like he throws him through that wall or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he has to fight Reptile, and the whole time, who fights him? Is it Luke King or yeah, Johnny Cage? Luke King. So Johnny Cage is just standing there watching him fight this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he ambushes them, and he attacks both of them, mm-hmm. but then they, like, throw him through that wall, and then, like, Luke King goes to fight him, but Johnny Cage doesn't go with him, and it's just like he's just standing yeah. there by the broken down wall. He's just like, good luck. <laughs> 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 I don't know why, but, like, even as a kid, I remember, like, wait, why isn't Johnny helping him? Because he was just fighting him. <laughs> it makes no sense. Well, the funny thing is, is I, I think that would have been a perfect time to, because they tried to incorporate a lot of the game techniques mm-hmm. into the movie. I could tell just by watching it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is a lot from the game. And anyways, I thought it would have been a perfect time for them to do a tag-in thing. Because mm-hmm. you remember you could tag in your ca- other characters Oh, in the original uh, game? Yeah, I don't know if you remember that. I think it was Mortal Kombat 2 in the Mortal Kombat 2 game or 3 uh, okay. or something like that. You could be fighting someone and you could actually have a tagging character so you could have two characters that you could fight with. Huh. And anyways, yeah, I thought it would be kind of cool to have Liu Kang, like, he gets kicked out of the screen then Johnny Cage comes in and fights a little bit and then he gets kicked out of the screen and Liu anyway. Kang comes back. But It just, I don't know, it's weird. Like, the other guys, the bad guys are cheating all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like trying to win. And here, nobody's watching this fight unfold, you know? Mm-hmm. It's an ambush. It's not even a sanctioned fight, you know what I mean, for somebody's soul or anything. And Johnny Cage is just like, you got this, bro. I'll just chill right here. <laughs> Hopefully you don't die. <laughs> if he kills you, I'll jump in and avenge you. <laughs> I'll spread your legend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so did you guys see they got Topher Grace for the Spider-Man movie? Yes. Paying $15 million for him. Wait, to- is it Topher Grace? Not Topher Grace. Or uh, Toby Maguire. To- yeah, yeah, I was going to say Topher Grace. That- yep. Toby Maguire, and then they got the other guy too. Andrew Garfield. Andrew yep. Garfield, yep. Should so. be interesting. And I've heard that this uh, the new... Um, Doctor Strange is going to set that up. Yeah. Is going to set bas- up the- basically the f- I feel like the people who are writing this film just looked online for like a fan theory and they're like, "Yeah, we'll just make that." 
<laughs> well, I think it's also <laughs> give the know, fans what they want because all this stuff, all like the Doctor Strange is going to set up the new Spider Verse movie, yes. essentially, or whatever. That's going to star all the live action yeah, heroes, the live like, action multiverse. That's like just a fan idea Spider-verse. from like three years ago mm-hmm. when Spider Verse came out. Yeah. They're yes. like, they should do that with real people, and Doctor Strange could set it up, and they should get back so and so and so and so, and they should re- bring back this villain yeah. and that villain, and then somebody at Sony or Marvel was just like. Yeah, we're going to do that. <laughs> so, I saw that YouTube video. It sounds like a good idea. We can make millions of dollars. <laughs> I think I think this is Marvel's last ditch effort to throw it in Sony's face like we're going to cuz this is the last movie that Marvel has for Spider-Man. So once why waste it? Once they're done with this one, it goes back to Sony. Yeah. I don't know you're right because and, they negotiated that one last film mm-hmm. or whatever, but I bet you, I bet you they'll they'll come up with some other agreement. Well, that's what I'm thinking is is Marvel's trying to do this in hopes that Sony, Sony will, will see lend him to them again. Okay, well, you know, in order to continue this storyline, it did so great. We have to use other Marvel characters, and mm-hmm. but do you know Tobey Maguire's 46? It's mm-hmm. wild to me. <laughs> I mean, I hope his acting got better. He was obviously <laughs> he was obviously thirty years old when he was playing Spider Man as a teenager. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that. Everybody I just, in that movie I bought is into some it, thirty man. year old person. <laughs> also, uh, did you see that uh, there might be another um, Christopher Nolan Batman? I did not see that. Really? Yeah, because Tenet bombed so hard. He's going back to the thing that made him so popular, getting all that money. Tenet bombed? Are you sure? Uh, well, yeah, because yeah. they didn't have people in theaters watching. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I would imagine that that movie will probably make its money back from streaming. Am- It'll take time, so, but, but I think yeah. they will. But apparently, I saw I saw some projections a while back on like movies mm-hmm. losses from COVID openings and stuff. Yeah, and COVID did lose a lot of money. Yeah, but. They on that same article they had projected that it'll earn its money back from. Yeah, I would imagine it's really well done. Everyone's going to talk about it. Yeah, and it's on home release now, so people, I mean, people are going to buy that movie. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, but apparently it really shook him, and he's going to. It's already made its money back. Oh, there you go. Two hundred five million. I mean, granted, yeah, it's only made three hundred sixty-two. So they've oh, profited one hundred and fifty million, but right. But they also had to pay for whatever the ad campaign was. Yeah, stuff, so that's so. not a it pr- huge. It probably hasn't actually made its money back yet, but I bet you it yeah. will. Yeah, but apparently he uh, got shook and he's in talks with WB about another Batman, well, and he does not want to use Ben Affleck, which is good. <laughs> people are. I heard we're getting three different Batman. Yeah. Yes. Christopher this Nolan, year? Ben Affleck, and uh, Robert Pattinson. Well, well, so, I guess not this year with Christopher Nolan, but he's going to be right. But this year alone, we're getting Michael Keaton's return as Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Ben, ben have, Affleck has one more movie, mm-hmm. and then uh, Robert Pattinson. I've I think got that's going to get pushed back till 2022, though. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. off current projections, we're getting three. It yeah. could change. So yeah. I've got this actually thing right here that they put out. There's, it's called the Future of Batman, and it says there will be three Batmans in 2022. So oh, you got okay. Ben Affleck. The Michael Keaton, Michael Robert Keaton, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Ben Affleck will return as the Batman for the Flash. Uh, Zack Snyder is busy with other projects and has no plan for future Justice League sequels. The Flash will embrace the multiverse and fight gray villains everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christina Hudson is writing both the Flash and Batgirl. 
Michael Keaton will appear in The Flash and reportedly take on a Nick Fury mentor role in the future DC films, possibly Batgirl, because he signed up for mul- multiple movies as to come back as Batman. And then the Batman starring Robert, this is what I thought was interesting, the Batman starring Robert Pattinson will be a separate film franchise on Earth 2. Mm-hmm. The DCU is on Earth 1. So I didn't know that. Yeah. I just feel like they're going to make too many of these like they're doing with Marvel. I want them, to, it's gonna I be want them to do a Batman Beyond movie. Be so so Michael Keaton as old Batman. That's yeah, what absolutely. I was going to say, which I think Christopher Nolan probably could be shooting the idea for. Maybe. Because there's a lot of people who are wanting Dude, either that um, or a Batman Beyond movie or yeah. Nightwing because where I was at, though, with that whole thing is mm-hmm. you've got that whole how they ended it with Joseph Gordon-Levitt showing up. I don't know if that's who you'd want to ca- – I mean, if he even wants to do anything, but – I don't know if he will, but I think it would be good. Yeah. I mean, you could – Nolan could come back easily. Yeah. And start a bat Batwing or, or not, Nightwing. Nightwing. And, mm-hmm. So, and then you could easily get, I guarantee you, Michael Keaton would be like, heck yeah, I'll do a man. You know, he's already yeah. said he can't come back for some movies. So. He look, he looks now like old Batman yeah. or Bruce Wayne did in Batman Beyond. Yeah. So, they could easily make it happen. I yeah. I say go I for it. Try so, it for one movie. I remember, uh, yeah, I, I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, one, I don't see him coming back. I don't see him coming back to that back franchise because I feel like he's got a lot of other stuff. He has going a lot on. of stuff going on, and he doesn't need to come back to it. Yeah, you know no. what I mean. And lock himself into playing one character for three more movies or mm-hmm. something. I don't think he'll do that. Yeah. Um. And also, he's like the character Terry, whatever. I don't know what his name is, McGinnis mm-hmm. or whatever from Batman Beyond. It's like a young He's college really kid young, or yeah. like, He's like know, towards the end of high school. He's a kid, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And so not that, you know, in the history of movies, it's not like we haven't seen 30 year old people yeah. playing teenagers. We were just talking about Spider-Man. Exactly. Right? So, I mean, it could happen, but then the character, whoever the actor is, is going to age out of that role quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's one of the reasons why they cast, I mean, he's 20-something, but mm-hmm. that's Gor- why they cast the new Spider-Man as younger than they had done previously. Yeah. So That's true, because Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's probably almost in, in his 40s. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting pretty old. I would think. Yeah. yeah. I bet probably 38. I bet you something. he's near 40. I wonder. Because yeah. I'm trying to think Third Rock from the Sun, he was young, but he was about the same. Well, he was a teenager back then. Yeah. Yeah. And he definitely was like... A big, he was a pretty big deal by the time that show ended. Yeah, he's like barely in the last season of that show. Mm-hmm. That show only ran for like four seasons, I think. I think it was more mm-hmm. than that. Yeah, he was born in eighty-one. Yeah, so thirty-nine. Wait, no, turning forty this year. Yeah, <clears throat> so he's six years older than us, or yeah. me, me <laughs> and you. So he's going to turn forty this yeah, year. Yeah, so I'll be turning forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I yeah I don't see him. It'd be cool. I would accept it if yeah, he came I, back and said, "Hey, I want to do something." Nightwing. I, I think he could do it. Yeah, yeah, I'd accept it. I'd say that's great. I just don't think he he will do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially when they could go and cast somebody else younger well, for the role and yeah, have them for three movies. You know, especially I mean? since so much time has elapsed since the last movie, anyways. Right. So, because like as great as those movies were. 
Still are. are. I don't know. <laughs> yes, they are great movies, but I'm just saying they were great when they came out. Yeah. You know what I mean? They are still great movies. Yes. But I'm just saying, like, audiences, they kind of grow out of even older franchises. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, especially when they're dormant for, for so long. Yeah. Like, if they came back and they were like, I would argue, even if they were like, hey, Christian Bale is returning as Batman. Yeah. I don't know that it would do that well, especially with how much Batman we've gotten the last few yeah, years. I don't want to see And Christian just how up and again. down, like, WB has been yeah. with DC. Like, even if Christopher Nolan and, and Christian Bale are attached to a Batman movie mm-hmm. together, I don't know that anyone other than diehard fans will go and see it. Like, yeah. it, it will For, not... I would... I would bet you it will. It would not do the numbers that yeah. the two yeah. sequels did mm-hmm. under any circumstances. Because oh, yeah. it's starting all over. Yeah. For me, Christopher Nolan is enough. I don't need Christian Bale on yeah. another Batman movie. All right, I'll go see a Christian or Christopher Nolan Batman movie also. Yes. But I'm just saying, the average movie going person. Yeah. I mean, ship sailed. I mean, a crap, lot of like you... people like us know who Christopher Nolan is. Yeah. The average person doesn't know who he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the average, I don't think the average movie grower knows that. Yeah. I don't think they know who Quentin Tarantino is necessarily. You know what I mean? They just like good movies. People who are into films to a certain degree, that's when you start like learning directors' yeah. names, producers' mm-hmm. names, that kind of stuff. But like, I don't know. The average teenager who's going to take their date to the <laughs> movies, they don't care. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. They just see a trailer and decide whether it's good or not yeah but yeah i would love to see christopher nolan michael keaton team up for a batman that would be awesome. batman beyond movie i think that'd be sick that would mm-hmm. be awesome it could Heck, happen man, i would even take christopher nolan robert pattinson <laughs> i will reserve Keep michael that keaton judgment until teaming 2022 up. <laughs> <laughs> i'd see them team up to do he, dude he could be nightwing <laughs> Going through that? some puberty. Squeaked on that one. He's young enough; he could do it. Yeah. So, I mean, they've already cast him as Batman. So I was going to say you can't really swap the roles now, but hey, yeah, can yeah. It's Universe One and Universe Two. That's true. Also, in the comic books, I'm pretty sure. Um, what's whatever the character's name is? The guy who is Nightwing. He mm-hmm. is Batman at some point. I think he then yeah, when he grows into it. Well, yeah, he takes over for Bruce Wayne at some point. He gives up the mantle back to him again, I think. But, like, multiple people have been Batman. It's not just Bruce Wayne in the comic books. You know what I mean? He's just the main Batman. Mm -hmm. So He's the OG. Yep. (laughs) All right. Interesting. How did we even get started on Batman? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Did I? No. Oh. (laughs) I did. Oh. Anyway. Oh, that's right. You you were bringing up Christopher <laughs> Nolan. That's right. It's all it takes for us is you say Batman and we're gone for 20 minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all love and hate Batman. <laughs> well, I'll tell hey, you. Batman. We all love Batman. I was going to say, there's in no general. hostility for Yeah, me. we all love Batman in general, but we have very different opinions on what Batman is and should be. Yes. <laughs> Especially this new one coming up in 2022. Which is going to be awesome. We'll see. This is it good. Is it 20? Oh, I'm assuming it's 2022 because I Most just read that. Yeah. yeah. They haven't even finished Did you guys filming. see the, the Lego trailer for that? Mm-mm. So they reshot that whole trailer 
with like the Riddler like duct taping that guy at the beginning, you know? <laughs> Only it's Legos. The whole thing is Lego. <laughs> and it's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Wait, who plays the Riddler? Um, it's Paul Dano. That's right. Okay. That's right. Another I forget great this. casting choice in a Batman movie. <laughs> I forget this new Batman coming up is has three villains in it. Four? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's just three. the beginnings of everyone. The Riddler, Penguin. And somebody else. That's right. But I don't remember who. Doesn't matter. Anyways. All right. On to what we watched this week. We shall dive into the movie we watched this week, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, I say. It's even in the name of the film. It's funny you say fantastic. Because the movie that we watched this week is the fantastic Mr. Fox, which I love. Which you guys know that because I've told you multiple times. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I think this movie is great. It was directed by and written by Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson who I feel like if you like any of his... also had a role in the movie too. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you uh, like any of his movies, you, yeah. you will like this one. I actually think this... Pr- people would probably argue maybe Royal Tannenbaums or The Life Aquatic is his best film. Yeah. But I think it's this movie. And the reason that I say that is because this is the one movie he has where I feel like anybody could watch this movie and enjoy it. I'm not saying that everyone will enjoy it because, you know, some people... But they should if they're not a cold-hearted monster. (laughs) Yeah. Stare at me, will you? You know, not everybody likes every movie. You haven't heard my judgment yet. (laughs) Not everybody likes every movie. But this movie, I feel like kids can watch it. You know what I mean? And kids can't watch his other films. Mm -hmm. Um not that they're terrible, because I think a kid could probably get through... Mm, I don't think they could watch Royal Tenenbaums. No, they might be no, able to no, watch... No, 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 no. I haven't seen Life Aquatic, though. They couldn't watch that either. Okay. So, yeah. one, the one reason I feel like kids couldn't watch it, I just feel like... Well, one of one is they're not... Su- some of them aren't suitable for children, because there's, like, language and nudity yeah. issues. But also, the movies... The cadence in the film and, like, the speed the movies run... Yeah. It's just not going to hold a child's attention. Okay. You know what I mean? Even this one starts out a little slow, really. Yeah. This mm. movie... Well... This movie it has a faster pace than most of them. Yeah. But it's also the characters are colorful enough and funny mm. enough that I think it would hold... And speaking from experience, I know that my two boys... Lilu hasn't seen this movie, but mm-hmm. they both really enjoy this film. And enjoyed it when they were younger also, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I was watching this and I was thinking... My kids would not sit still for this. <laughs> it's hard. It's enough. a, it's a calmer movie, but all of his movies are yeah. like that. So I mean, this movie is like any other Wes Anderson film mm-hmm. in, ter- in terms of feel and vibe. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, um, I just feel like this movie could be watched by anyone yeah. and enjoyed by anybody. You know? I think my kids would start out kind of okay with it, and then. Occasionally, she would just get distracted after 30 minutes. She'd just be like, whatever. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> one of the reasons why I haven't tried to watch this with Leo yeah. is because she's just too small to watch anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it's not singing and absurdly colorful, then she's not going to watch it. Yeah. You know? But I think this movie is his best film, personally, because I feel yeah. like it's just... It's got <clears throat> everything. It's it's good. It's fun. It's yeah. got his, his style all over everything. Mm-hmm. It's good. I don't know his style, so... Have you not seen any of his other films? No. All right. Look for so, next week. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go ahead and get Zach's opinion here in just a second because Zach 
vehemently. Yeah, <laughs> historically has been against watching this movie. We've talked about doing it a couple of times in I the past. got it for Christmas at one point. I yeah, he got back. it for Christmas and returned it without watching it. <laughs> and he's like, I just don't care for the animation style. Mr. My favorite movie is The Nightmare Before Christmas. No, it wasn't that I didn't care for the animation style. It's just I didn't think the movie looked good at all. Hmm. Well, I, I know that you said something about the animation at one point. But regardless of whether you said that or not, I feel like yeah, this might movie, have been an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this movie, if you're going to like a Wes Anderson <clears throat> film, this is the one. Based off how it's done, you just have to admire what they did. Right. It has phenomenal casting. Mm-hmm. The writing is good. I think the story is great. And it's stop motion. And I know you got a soft spot for stop motion I stuff. I do have a soft spot for stop motion. So anyway, did you like this movie? So... He's smiling. I tried my hardest to hate this movie. <laughs> yes. And I thought it was actually really well done. I love this really movie. Good. It's awesome, right? Even even to like the small little tidbits in the background where um, something's on fire mm-hmm. and you've got the the little clouds of cotton yeah. that mm-hmm. looks like fire smoke. And yeah, I thought it was very well done. Yeah. It's so. His version of like, and it's funny because he has stop motion animation in other films too. Mm-hmm. Like he did the Isle of Dogs, which is another complete. Like the whole movie is like that. That's one I won't watch. But, I'm sorry, so I've tried. I would say I, I'm not. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it to you. I, I actually say. feel like reg- that movie is misleading because it's animated like Fantastic Mr. Fox is. Mm-hmm. You would think that. Hey, here's another here's another happy, fun thing. Cute little movie that mm-hmm. I could watch with the kids, but that movie is extremely slow. Mm. And it takes a long time to get going. And I think his artistic decision to not have subtitles for all the Japanese speaking characters, because they want us to feel isolated like the dogs are and not mm. know what the humans are actually saying. Ah. I feel like that That's alienates a, a lot of people. Yeah. So I understand why he did it. Absolutely. And good. I do like that movie. But if I'm going to rank the Wes Anderson films, that movie is towards the bottom. And I love Wes Anderson. So like, yeah, I'm even not huge on that movie. I wouldn't, like I was just saying, that one, I wouldn't recommend that movie to anyone. That one looked horrible. Unless like, they're a huge Wes Anderson fan. If they love everything else that he's done that mm-hmm. they've seen, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, you should watch this. But first, have you seen these other ones? <laughs> <You> know, <'cause> <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend those first. Um, anyway, I'm glad that you like this movie, Zach. I did. Uh, and also, you pointed out something that I wanted to bring up. The attention to detail is great in this yes. movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he went above and beyond to do that kind of stuff. Like when something's on fire and the smoke is cotton, mm-hmm. like spun yeah. out and coming off of things and they do it everywhere. Yeah. Um, I just think it, it looks awesome for one. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I love all the little quirks of the characters and stuff in the movie and how like silly things become mm-hmm. like he's poisoning. He's basically putting these dogs. He's knocking them out. He's, he's them, not killing yeah. them. But, like, he's, like, shooting blueberries mm-hmm. that are drugged at these dogs. <laughs> and then the eyes immediately switch. Yeah, and the yeah. eyes, like, yeah. roll over to, like, yeah. eyes with asterisks on yeah. them. I don't know. It's just too funny. Um, I really like the opening to this movie yeah. where it's uh, it kind of has, like, a snippet of, like, the characters. And then it immediately goes into Mr. and Mrs. Fox going to, like, steal some chickens. And mm-hmm. you really get, like, a feel for his character in the film. Yeah. And uh, before we dive too into it, I guess I should say like 
how this movie did. Yeah, we should go over the cast a little bit, too. We yeah. didn't talk about that at all. Uh, oh, I'm on the Wes Anderson page, not on the Fantastic Fox page. So we got George Clooney as Mr. Fox, Meryl Streep as Mrs. Fox. And I will say this. I, in general, am not a very big Meryl Streep fan. I know that she's supposedly, like, the greatest actress who ever lived. But I just feel like she's this lady who's, like, never been young. Like, she's just <laughs> always looked like she she's looks. She's always And so I don't trust her because I feel like she's... She's a vampire. It's true, because... <laughs> yeah! She's like a vampire or she's something. Wasn't she age. in Death Becomes Her? Yes. And she looked really old she in that movie, exactly too. She looks exactly like she looks today. Yes. Touche. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I agree she's a very talented actress, but yeah. something about her, just, I she's don't trust right. her. I don't trust her. <laughs> then we got Bill Murray as Badger, Jason Schwartzman as Ash, um, Wallace Wolodarski as Kylie, um, oh, and Eric Chase Anderson as Christa, Christopherson. Yep. Um, that's, oh yeah, William Defoe as a rat. Owen, Owen Wilson as Coach yep. Skip. Uh, Michael Gambon is Franklin Bean. Wes Anderson himself is yeah. the weasel. And then that's really all the big names, I believe. Uh, Brian Cox. Um, he plays a really big part in the uh, uh, Bourne movies. Sure. Oh. I don't Anyways. know the name. Oh, he's the tech dude, right? Hmm. Huh? Brian Cox, he's the tech dude in the Bourne ones. No? Adrian Brody is also yeah. in this film. What? Yeah, Adrian he Brody's is the field it. mouse. Oh, the one that says one thing. Well, he has like two or three lines, yeah. but they're all really <laughs> short. Yeah, I just I remember seeing his name in the credits. Hmm. So, yeah, I think it's it's the same thing with Brian Cox. He's a lot of these characters just are short mm. short characters. Yeah. But um, Roman Coppola is that Francis Ford Coppola's son? Uh, I don't know. I think that's all the main cast. Yeah. It's actually funny too. A lot of these people I'm noticing are stretched out in other West Anderson movies. Oh yeah. And there some of them who actually had good parts in this movie is actually like writers or producers or something yeah, in other forms involved. with their other movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just because like they won't have they have an acting part in this one in his other movies they'll be used as a writer or something. Like Roman Coppola, he actually was a writer for Isle of Dogs. Yeah. And a couple he other ones. He uses a lot of actors, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Specifically, the Wilson brothers are in a bunch yeah. of his movies. And, uh, and Ed Norton. Bill, Bill Murray, Edward Norton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're all in a ton of his movies. Yeah. Uh, George Clooney is in Isle of Dogs also. Hmm. So he's in at least two. I know Adrian Brody's in a bunch. I think three. So I know he's in this and I know he's in... The Life Aquatic and... Um, and the Grand Budapest. Yep. Well, who is he in Life Aquatic? Isn't he in... No, he's not in Life Aquatic. I think Aquatic. you're thinking Jeff Goldblum. He's in Life Aquatic. Y yes. So, Adrian Brody's in at least this one, and I know he's in Grand Budapest. Oh, sorry. I was like... You mad at me? Because I, I took a movie away. <laughs> flipping me off because I got one movie wrong. <laughs> I was taking your movie away. And then he brought back Jason Schwartzman from Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And Bill Murray's in a lot of them. Bill Murray's yeah. in, I think, almost all of them, yeah. if mm -hmm. not all of them. But anyway, this movie was made on a budget of forty million dollars, and it only made forty-six million. <laughs> so not a successful I don't feel film, like really, by 
any means. I don't feel like any of his movies are real big, like blockbusters. Though. It only made half of that in the U.S. Jeez. So the other half was elsewhere. Hmm. And you're right; his movies aren't big. Um, yeah, they're all kind of smaller releases, but. I feel like I would be interested to see how his other films have done Mm -hmm. and then like what numbers he pulls on home release. Yeah. Cause it's, it's weird because like, I feel like if you're a Wes Anderson fan, you're going to go see basically anything he puts out. Probably. Yeah. And you're probably going to buy it when it comes out, but like who else is going to buy it or go get that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Although I I know it's not like super expensive to put movies onto DVD Mm -hmm. and Blu-ray. So I would imagine that, those sales probably just make up for it all, but yeah. Cause you know, it costs like two cents to print a disc <laughs> or whatever, you know? Anyway, this movie is decently old at this point. Came out in 2009 and it's PG. I thought it was PG 13, but it is PG. Yeah. Yeah. They don't really ever swear. Most of his films are rated R mostly for language. But when I think Wes Anderson movies, I don't think that they are like, Cuss heavy. Yeah. So I was looking at the, some of the budget on his other films. They're only like 16 million. Oh, the life aquatic small. was 50 million. That had the largest cast and everything going mm. into it. But, but yeah. what did it make? Uh, this is what I'm trying to find out. That movie did. It lost money. Yeah. 34 million off a $50 million budget. Hmm. I feel like all of his movies usually bring in about 50 million, <laughs> <laughs> 40 to 50. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's weird because of, like now that I'm thinking about it, like who is financing these films for him? You know what I mean? Yeah. When they don't make money. I would say Bill Murray. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. True. No, it probably is. I true, bet though, you he has producing credits on any one of them. Yeah, that he's look in. That up. I know he has a telephone line set up to go straight to an answering service, and you just pitch him ideas, so huh. anyone can call and do that. So, hmm. yeah, if he likes it, then he'll be a part of it. And get it uh, produced and everything. Well, obviously he has a you know friendly relationship with this yeah. with Wes Anderson, but yeah, I don't know. What else has he done? I wonder if he has any like massive blockbusters that we just don't consider a Wes Anderson film. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, the Darjeeling. Thing. Yeah, but that's not that that's not a blockbuster. But no. it's I feel like that was well received. Well, yeah, well, most so, of these movies are well received by people, but like. Eh. So his biggest one, I think, is Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, twenty-one million and worldwide gross was seventy-one. Oh, uh, that movie made money. Yeah, and he killed mm-hmm. it on Royal Tenenbaums. That movie also has a big cast. Yeah, that's I think that's, that's early why. for him though. Really early. That was two thousand one. Yeah, because Bo- Bottle Rocket was in ninety-six, and then Rushmore, and then Royal Tenenbaums. So that was his hmm. third thing he ever did. Yeah, if you don't count the short Bottle Rocket short film. Um. And, and, but then he did Life Aquatic right after that, and that movie lost money. Yeah. Yeah. And then Rushmore. Rushmore actually doubled its money. I mean, $9 million and it only made seventeen. Right. But. That's actually the only one I've never seen. I've heard that hmm. one's actually pretty good. Yeah. I had no interest to see it, I guess, but I've heard it's actually really pretty good. Oh, Adrian Brody's in the Darjeeling Limited. That's the oh. third one. Uh. Anyway, I would say, if you are a Wes Anderson film, 
uh, How can you fanatic. be a Wes Anderson? Oh, okay, there you yeah. go. <laughs> if you are a fan of Wes Anderson films, um, I think his best films, or the ones that at least you should make sure you see, are, again, I haven't seen Rushmore, so I can't mm-hmm. recommend it personally, but Zach says it's really good. I've heard. Oh, you've heard. I've heard. Okay. I've not seen it. I've heard. Well, anyway, good, I've heard Royal Tenenbaums and the Life Aquatic, I think, are must-watches because they're early works of his, but yeah. also they're great they're movies. This movie, obviously, The Fantastic mm-hmm. Mr. Fox. I personally would also say The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, that's good. Is a, is a must-see from him. And if I have to... If I'm picking another one, which is probably the only other one, really, is Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> And that one is the only Bruce Willis team up. Mm. And he's currently working on a movie called The French Dispatch. I'm yes. just going to click on that real quick, see what <laughs> we got going here. You've actually seen the preview for it. Have I? Yes. Oh, I have. They released a preview on it a while ago. You're right. and then I have Co- seen the preview. COVID hit. Put a stop production up. But it's got Edward Norton, Bill Murray. Of course. Uh, Elizabeth Moss, Tilda Swinton, Willem Dafoe, Adrian Brody, Owen Wilson. Willem, D- Willem Dafoe's in a lot of his movies too. Uh, Leif is Schreiber, he? yeah, he is. Hmm. Leif Schreiber will be in this one. Benicio del Toro, Angelica Houston, Christoph Waltz is in this movie. Henry Winkler, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright. Wow, this one's got a huge cast. Bob uh, Balaban, yeah, this one's actually got a really big cast for it. Oh, that being Christoph said, Waltz. the previews I saw and it didn't look good. Well, yeah, but you didn't think but this movie looked good. You didn't either. think any of his movies looked well, good. Well, I don't. <laughs> and you've been wrong. I, f- I honestly think once. I honestly That's all that matters. So, have you seen any of his other films or no? No, no. I honestly think you'd like at least I'd those take ones that, that I, I named. I did want to see Life Aquatic. That yeah. one actually looked really pretty good, um, but I just never made it around to seeing that one. So, at least those ones that I just named off, I think you would enjoy every single I'd one. Say, of those. And, I th- and I think if I remember right, working in the theaters. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums came out at the time when I was working there, and I saw a few previews for it, and then it was sold out for quite a while. That that one actually kind of drawed my interest as well. 2001? You were yeah. working in the movie theaters in 2001? You would have been in, like, junior high or something. Mm. How old are you really? Well, <laughs> maybe that was the time that my dad was working in the theaters. Okay. And I was going to see movies with him. That seems Anyways. more That seems more in line with the timeline of, of your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The same 2001, age. I'd be 13. Yeah. yeah. So, touche. Anyway, I really like the opening of this movie. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap, I forgot. That was what, <laughs> yeah, we, that's what <laughs> we were talking about. Because we get to meet... Mr. and Mrs. Fox, and we get a really good sense of like what their characters are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just these, they're just a couple that's in foxes. love and they're foxes <laughs> and they're out Still to kill in. and steal chickens and yeah. just have fun. And, um, squab. Do you know what a squab is, Zach? No. It's a young pigeon. Okay. Whatever those are. <laughs> ugly bird. <laughs> I know. I was just saying, like, later on in the movie. I know. <laughs> she's, like, mad at him because he's at it again or yeah. whatever, and she's just like, you promised you would never kill any more chicks, ducks, turkeys, or squab, whatever that is. Because <laughs> she doesn't even know. Um, this might be my favorite Meryl Streep movie, now that I think about it. And it's mostly because... I don't know. I don't I know. Really she like plays an animated character. <laughs> and so it's like, I don't remember that it's her when I'm watching it, you know? 
I really liked uh, Death Becomes Her. So. I like I love that movie. Really? As I mean, you might guess because I just love Bruce Willis. But she basically is uh, trying to tell him something, and he's just like, "You look really nice today. You're absolutely glowing." And then she transforms into like a Christmas light. Did you guys notice that? Well, she didn't transform. Well, no, her character doesn't transform, but it's a different type of puppet. Like it's like a hard plastic puppet with a light in it. Did you oh, notice I that? Oh just, yeah, yeah, I yeah. noticed that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I caught that. Anyway. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Because it's just, it's like, I don't know. It's like you notice it and it's like she's actually glowing because there's a light bulb inside uh-huh, the puppet, yeah. like all lit up. I actually noticed that, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, it turns out that she's pregnant and she, now she wants him to stop doing all this crazy mm-hmm. stuff. So he just agrees. Yeah. And then it jumps forward in time and we see, uh, in my head, for some reason, I remember seeing them escape. Yeah, it never shows. But it, it doesn't show the escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we find out how they did it later. But yeah. Um, how? Maybe I missed that. Well, they, they dug they their did. way out. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why <laughs> later Touché. on, That's, we was like, yeah. we've been trapped like this before. Yeah. It's time to dig. He <laughs> 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 just starts yelling. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So funny. This might be, of all the George Clooney heist movies, this one's probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And I almost wonder if that's why it hit me because I did start associating it with it. oceans. Yeah. It had that George Clooney had that oceans vibe to him. Yeah. He definitely goes does. over yeah. the characters and everything. Mm-hmm. goes mm-hmm. over the characters, talks about things, how they're going to do things, the plans. Mm-hmm. Oh, like this how... plan didn't work out. So let's go over to this part. <laughs> I liked how he goes Where through the custom everyone... this fence come from. Yeah. We had a master plan. <laughs> Like when he's going over everyone's names and he starts giving them their Latin names. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Just like in Oceans where he's going over everyone's names, what they do, and then just gets to the possum. Why don't I get a Latin name? I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> they probably didn't have a possums in Rome. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the part where he's going over all the Latin names is hilarious. Yeah. And then they come they meet that they see that wolf yeah lupus lupus and they just put their fists up uh-huh. in the air <laughs> i thought that was gonna be like a crazy part of the movie yeah because every time they mention a wolf up until that point uh mr he fox freaks out. freaks out a little bit uh-huh. like he's just like what's all this talk about wolves about i like the very first time the possum says a wolf and he's just what <laughs> yeah wolf where what where what'd you he say stops. that <laughs> did you say wolf don't say that <laughs> oh I do like how every time he goes to say a swear word, it's cuss. Yeah, yeah. I love that in <laughs> yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. That they, what the cuss? Yeah, they just take holy cuss, the <laughs> descriptive word for swearing yeah. cuss, uh-huh. and they just use that in place of every single swear word mm-hmm. in the film. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like when he's uh, talking to his lawyer about buying the treehouse, and they're just like, you're going to li- listen to me, you cuss. Yeah. <laughs> like, Don't you cuss and talk to me like that. And then they just start growling yeah. at each other. They're just circling the circling table. <laughs> I also love anytime they have to eat something in the movie. Yeah. That one threw me through. Like at first, like I took a second <laughs> and I was like, that's actually kind of funny where she sets down the French toast or whatever. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden he just, just five we, seconds. It's gone. Like, and there's there's utensils on the table. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's going to use them. And then he just, is just like destroying this food. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is so funny. And every character does it, which is the funniest thing. Uh-huh. Oh man. Cause they all seem like just these cute little characters, mm-hmm. but like the movie <laughs> immediately later shifted. on when they're talking about like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm a wild animal. That's why I do these things yeah. and why 
you know, I lied and why I can't just write a newspaper article. I've, I'm a wild animal. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to kill chickens or whatever, you know? Yeah. And through the whole movie, they're all wild animals. They all <laughs> do that, you know? And I think that was probably uh, a purposeful thing to not show the mom character ever, like, eating food or anything. Like, she's always yeah. just cooking or being, like, yeah. the voice of reason, you know? And, I mean, there's more to her character than that. Yeah. She's a strong female character in the movie, you know, like she even, she helps dig them through the hole or whatever. And she cares about her kids. And then when she finds out what Fox has been up to, she cuts him or whatever, you know what I mean? But, um, I don't know. I feel like they do that on purpose to like separate her from the rest of the wild animals in a way. Sure. I never uh, even thought that much about it because she's the one who (laughs) seems to have like, made the decision to change well, yeah, yeah. before the beginning of the film. You know what I mean? And then she's like reluctantly staying with him because she loves him or whatever well, yeah. to that stuff. Then she tells him, and so he has to stop. But he never really wanted to stop. Yeah. Like he did it for her or yeah. whatever. But I don't know. Maybe that's too deep for this film. But Haven't we it all made done sense something to me. for yeah. someone we didn't sure. want to do? But uh, anyway, she truly is not a wild animal any longer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because she doesn't do anything like that until she has to um, fight the rat towards the end oh, of the yeah. movie. And she doesn't even really fight him. No, she doesn't no. really fight him. She gets knocked back and then... Yeah. Yeah, then Fox comes, uh, Fox comes back and actually... Which, how cool was that fight scene also with like the electrical transformer going yeah, off. Yeah. So I thought like that was flashing, actually really cool. And you just see these like action poses. Mm-hmm. So sweet. <laughs> and then it ends up shocking the rat and you just see skeleton, skeleton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I liked when they were climbing over the, that electric fence when they're trying to get oh, out of the very yeah. beginning. Uh-huh. Like, Got to climb. You just see their skeletons. Yeah. Oh man. This movie is full of just super comedic moments. Like, it's got so much character. I I absolutely love it. I like how he has his nephew come in and staying with him, and he's like, man, that kid's just amazing. His karate does all this stuff. He can really run. And then they're um, he's going a natural. To, yeah, going to go steal, what is it, the, the beans at the beans place. And he's like, oh, we need Christopherson. He's a natural. He can do all this. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the farmers, Boris, Bunsen, yeah. Bean. Is it Boris or Bogus? Bogus. Bogus. Yeah. Boris, Bogus, and Bean. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Bogus, Bunsen, Bean. Or is it Boris, Bunsen, Bean? I know it's Bunts and Bean. Oh, uh, shoot. Mr. and Mrs. I it was Bean, Bogus, Bunsen, Nathan Bunts, and Walter Bogus. So mm-hmm. it is Bogus, Bunsen, and Bean. I feel like the casting for them was great. Yeah. And I just love the character, Mr. of... The farmer, Mr. Bean. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to say that without thinking Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> no but um, I like the Mr. Bean character because he's just so ruthless. Yeah. You know, and that scene where he tears apart his trailer <laughs> comes out of nowhere. Like it's yeah. straight out of left field because he's so like. He's fixated. Yeah. He's very focused mm-hmm. on killing that fox, you know. And <laughs> I like how he shoots off his tail and wears, <laughs> wears it as a necktie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. And how Mr. Fox runs around with just like a duct taped X on his butt for the rest of the movie. Oh, man. 
But uh, I really like all three of those characters and their relationship because Mm -hmm. they obviously are like, they go back a while. Yeah. Like the way that they interact with each other when they all show up for that first emergency meeting. Mm -hmm. And he's like, how things been going? He's like, oh, I'm doing all right. Things have been better. And then he like asks Bunce and Bunce starts to talk and he just interrupts him. And he's like, you guys having fucked problems? And then they both just freak out. (laughs) They're like, oh my gosh, it's the worst thing ever. It's terrible. He's making us look like fools. (laughs) (laughs) Right after that, he just pulls out his guns and just wildly starts shooting out all the lights. (laughs) I'll tell you how you get rid of him. Bang, 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 bang. And he's just shooting out all the light bulbs at his own house. (laughs) Behind the back shots and all this stuff. Yeah. It reminds me, honestly, kind of of um, when, uh, ugh, man, what's the name of that movie? All the names just like ran out of my head. That actor we really like, he's in Moon and in that Oh, Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. What's oh, his name? Takiti. No, 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 no. Not no. Taika Waititi. The guy no. who Sam plays Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Oh, okay. Yeah, it reminded me of crazy. that scene when he's just like... <laughs> They say, I can't shoot because I only have one eye. I'll show them. And then he's just like shooting, shooting randomly. Random. <laughs> yeah. Like he hits like two or three things. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just firing this gun because he's super cool. <laughs> but Mr. Bean hits everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, and then he just. That's because he's Dumbledore. <laughs> what? The actor. Yeah. yeah. Oh. The guy who voices him is Dumbledore. Oh, in the later movies, not the first Dumbledore, because the first Dumbledore died. I knew that. Yeah, I, I saw. The Anyways, first one, he played he plays Dumbledore <laughs> from like three through eight. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one. I know. <laughs> um. Anyway, they, he gives them all guns, and they just yeah. like. I thought it was funny because they haven't been to his farm yet at that point in the movie, right? No, they've been there. They Have went they to been all three to his? of them. Okay. So anyway, he already knows where the fox lives. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, we're just going to wait him out. And then Mr. Fox walks outside with the opossum <laughs> character. Mm-hmm. And he just like, you smell that? All three. And then he just like d- dives onto the ground and they just start like shooting randomly. Yeah. They're just gunshots everywhere. Oh, man. I like uh-huh. how they're wearing their bandit caps when they walk out too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Gonna go rob them again. <laughs> I love when she catches them. Yeah. Mrs. Fox catches them coming back. <laughs> and she's like, What's he doing with a bandit cap? And he's like still wearing it over yeah. his face. So he rolls it up and he's like, I don't know, his ears were cold. He's not with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Doesn't even the possum look over and go, This isn't my fight and turns around and walks away. Well, she he lies and she's like, Is that true? And he goes, I don't want to be put in the middle of this. <laughs> he just turns around and walks away. Uh, I like I how the possum character too is just like, like he can't he just zones out. Yeah. He just zones while. out and like is never <laughs> paying attention. I was going to say, I think the possum character might be my favorite character in the film. Really? Yeah. For me, it might be Ash. Yeah. The son. Yeah. I think he is hilarious. <laughs> like, so their cousin comes to stay with them. Yeah. And he starts all these rumors about his cousin having pelt lice and, and fleas and stuff. <laughs> and uh, he's going to stay in his room with him. And he has a bunk bed. But he's forcing his cousin to sleep on the floor underneath the train set. And then the cousin is, like, asking him, hey, it's hard to sleep down there in a, you know, coiled up position or whatever. And uh, 
and there's not enough room under the table. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? You want to sleep in my bed? I guess I'll just sleep in the corner or over there or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're a guest in my house. Stop complaining about whatever nonsense, you know? And so like the kid is there because his, his parent, his, his de- dad has his, the measles. Well, yeah. isn't that what they say? But really he's dead. No, he has the measles, but it's not good. Like he's okay, he's gonna die. Yeah, it's yeah. based on like in like fifties or something, and that was a common thing. Okay. You get measles, you're gonna die most likely. So anyway, the cousin comes to stay with them, and he's probably gonna live there forever. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, they tell the son that that it's something more minor than that because they don't want to bring it up in front of him bringing it up in front no, of Christopherson. I think the son knows it's meals because he says something about it. He says, he's got one foot in the grave and three more on banana pills. Like, <laughs> he knows he's going to yeah. die. <laughs> I don't know. They say, I remember the story is different. I'd have to rewatch it, but yeah. I'm pretty sure they tell the son that, like, the dad is hurt or sick or something. Yeah. But it's not, like, they tell him it's something less serious than it actually is. Because that's, like, this kind of unspoken thing between Christopherson yeah. and him. Because he keeps giving him a hard time because he doesn't realize the seriousness of the situation. Yeah. But anyway, back to the funny part, he's makes him sleep on the floor under that table. And so Christopherson starts crying Mm -hmm. and then he gets out of bed and climbs down there to check on him because he's crying. And then rather than like console him, he just turns on his toy train set, (laughs) but it ends up working out because he can't sleep with the train going. So he gets out and then they're both just sitting there watching the trains go around. But I just thought that was hilarious. Like, he gets down and, like, looks at him, and then he's like, well, I'll just play with my train. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Ash is always just wearing weird clothes, and he's mm-hmm. Because he's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and the and Mr. Fox goes, why do you have your socks or your pajamas tucked into your socks like that? It's weird. And he's just like, I like it. Walks away. <laughs> so weird. He's wearing a cape all yeah. the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like how they're at the the school and they're doing the science experiments and he's talking to the girl and the girl Fox and she keeps talking about Christopherson and she goes, uh, whose lab partner are you? She's like, oh, I'm your lab partner. No, you're not. You're a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> he says you're disloyal. Oh, you're yeah. disloyal. Yeah. yeah. That is hilarious, yeah. though, because she keeps looking over at Christofferson, yeah. who's working with that weasel who blows up their science experiment. Yeah. Is it a weasel or a oh, beaver? Oh, he's a beaver. Yeah. yeah. He blows up the science experiment. Are you a bully? You sound like a bully. <laughs> blows up their science experiment. You're supposed to be my lab partner. <laughs> I am your lab partner. No, you're not. You're disloyal. <laughs> I just like his, I don't know, his character, like the way he talks to everyone yeah. in the movie. Don't you think I have some of the same, like, raw, natural talent that my dad did? <laughs> Your dad? Your dad's the best. What is the name of that game? Uh, Something. Something bat. Whack bat. Yeah. Yeah. Whack yeah. bat player this school's ever had. And then it shows, like, the trophy. And his dad is the person yeah. on top of the trophy. And it just says. Just his name. Yeah. <laughs> Fox, 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 all the way. And then down at the bottom, there's somebody else, a weasel or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that sport, how it. Um, Owen Wilson's character has to describe the yeah. sport of whack bat and it's like he lights the pine cone hurls it at at the whack bat player who hits the bat and tries to knock off the crossbar meanwhile everybody else is like running around and it like shows an overhead view yeah. of it and it reminds me of like those old Disney cartoons where like Goofy was playing baseball yeah, and they're like X's and O's yeah, and or football and they use the mm-hmm. X's and O's to try to describe it and it just uh-huh. looks like madness Yeah, it reminded me of that exactly yeah. which 
I appreciated. Well, I like how it's just supposed to be cricket, and then at the end, he's like, and then we score all that and divide by, by nine. nine. <laughs> <laughs> so he puts him in for Ash. Ash, come out. Yeah. You're getting a sub. Oh, but I feel really good, coach. I'm feeling great today. Just let me finish out this eighth. Yeah, eighth. <laughs> so there's eighth. <laughs> and then he goes out there, and Christofferson just crushes it on his first try. Yeah. And then he's like, Divide that by nine, please. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, he's a natural. And he's just upset already. Yeah. You sure you've never played Whack Bat before? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really like the Ash character because he just wants his dad to be proud of him. Yeah. And, um, I mean, his dad obviously loves him, but they're trying to, like, create a new home for Christofferson or whatever, you know what I mean? And make him feel welcome. But at the same time, like, he doesn't really, like, Get a, like he's not relating very well to his son at the time because his mm-hmm. son's wearing superhero capes and stuff yeah. all the time. You know what I mean? Whereas Christofferson is kind of, a, I guess, more normal. Yeah. He's not as weird. I keep waving my hands around on the side of my head because yeah. that's how they do it in the movie. <laughs> I like how it shows um, Ash. He's always irritated. His ears are twitching. That's mm-hmm. just what foxes do when they're distressed. <laughs> yeah. I like, I don't know. The little details yeah. like that that he works into the movie is just great. Anything else that you thoroughly enjoyed about this film, Zach? Ooh, that's my nipple. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing over there? I was stretching and, <laughs> and scratching my back. Sounds like you said nipple, not back. Well, you were rubbing my nipple. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> Can't prove it. There's no cameras in here. And Lizzie's going to cut all this out. No, she's not. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't want to spoil like too much of like the funny stuff that happens in the movie because I feel mm-hmm. like people should definitely watch this film. Yeah. It's adorable, for one, and just a legitimately good movie. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's a heist film, mm-hmm. which I always forget when I'm telling people about it, <laughs> that it has kind of those elements. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like... It's, it's not, not truly like... Yeah. It's not high stakes. I mean, it is for the characters. Yeah. But, I mean, it's more comedic than it is a heist film. You yeah. know what I mean? But they do break into places and steal yeah. stuff, you know? <laughs> and um, when they go to try to steal back the fox's tail, mm-hmm. that is hilarious. How they yeah. end up, like, getting caught and they're like, she's blind as a bat. Yeah, I think she has astigmatism <laughs> or something. <laughs> and then she comes back in with a knife yeah. and it's got brass knuckles on it. <laughs> well, he keeps saying, because they're trying to eat the food and then she's he's like, Christopherson's like, we need to go, we need to go. And he goes, oh, we're fine. She's blind, remember? And then she walks in, and he's like, oh, time she's to go. Got, like, she has, like, killing goggles on yeah. and stuff. Like, she's ready to just murder these two foxes. Oh, man. And I love the rat, too, played by Willem Dafoe. Yeah. He is a highlight of the film, I think. I mean, yeah. one of the highlights of the film. Not the highlight, but it's, yeah. I think the best part of the whole film is the final showdown. Yeah at Beans Farms or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best part mm-hmm. of the whole movie. Yeah. But um, well, I think it's funny how far they're, these three guys are willing to go. To kill this fox. Yeah, to kill the fox. And even at the end, it's just the one guy, because even the other two were like, man, we should have just left him alone. We shouldn't yeah. even be doing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when he freaks out and destroys the trailer, right? Uh, no, it's right after... 
Well, yeah, I guess it is that. Uh, they steal everything. They steal uh, all of the... Yeah, well, because he... Yeah, yeah, they're digging yeah. out his home, so yeah. they go and steal everything. Yeah, so they do, they do that, and then they're like, yeah, we should just left him alone. And we only lost a little. Now we lost everything. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just fuming, yeah. just, uh-huh. Mr. Bean. And every time he needs something, he gets on his little walkie-talkie. Yeah. Petey! <laughs> which, how about that song Petey sings? Yeah, that was Pretty funny. funny. Mm-hmm. I won't spoil it, but the ending to that song is hilarious. <laughs> it's all nonsense. <laughs> just gets mad at him. Oh, man. But, yeah, I think this movie is great. I think regardless of whether you're a Wes Anderson fan or not, mm-hmm. I think it's worth a watch. Yeah. I, I can attest to this. Yeah. And I think it's a great, uh, let's say, gateway drug for other Wes Anderson movies. Because <laughs> if you like this movie... I will be the judge of that. The other films that I recommended, those other five, yeah. I think those are all, if you liked this, I, I'd i be willing to bet you'd like the majority of those. Yeah. So I'm personally, I'm not a huge Bottle Rocket fan. I've seen it once and I don't think it's worth watching again. Hmm. And uh, Isle of Dogs, like I said, I don't think that's yeah. the greatest. But, um, and I've never seen Rushmore. But um, I think those five that I named earlier are great. I think they're all worth watching. I think there's one other one that I didn't bring up. But we'll let that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, Zach? Would you try out some of his other films now that you've seen this? Maybe Life Aquatic, Royal Tenenbaums. Those would be probably the two that I would go for. Yeah, Those yeah. are the other two that I think are like... Top tier. Yeah, yeah, because those are the ones that are most associated with him. Mm-hmm. But I... I person my personal favorite of all of them, aside from Fantastic Mr. Fox, is probably Grand Budapest. Yeah. I was gonna say that one. That was actually another one that I've heard was pretty good as well. I love that one. I think it's great. Um anyway. Anything else you guys wanna plug about this movie? Um it took fifty six thousand shots to make this. It's just anytime I look up like the process of a stop motion film. Yeah. It just astounds me. Have you seen, I know you've seen it, that movie, The Missing Link? Yes. Yeah. So that movie's done in stop motion also, mm-hmm. but it's like movie. really clean Yeah. stop motion. Like it looks like fresh clay to the point where it almost looks like they just did it with computers to make it look like stop motion. Yeah. And at the very end of the movie, during the, pleasant, the credits, they show one scene. Yeah. How they built this set where, like, this wagon is, like, going down a road and how they filmed it. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it's that, really it, like, cool. it took days yeah. to do that. And, like, forever, like, it's slowly moving along. And you can just see the people are yeah, darting in and by. out. Like, <laughs> man. It's all sped up. Yeah, it's super sped up. Mm-hmm. And it's just the standard time in the film. Yeah. That movie is underrated. Yeah. The Missing Link. I, so. I was not... Um, I had no interest in seeing it at all. Yeah. And then I don't remember why we watched it, but we, I think one of the kids wanted to see it or something. So mm. we rented it and watched it, just streamed it or whatever. Yeah. And it was great. Honestly, nice. I should probably buy it and just add it to my <laughs> home collection. It was pretty dang good. So. Could say that's a DreamWorks, isn't it? I don't know. Mm. Which one? Uh, the Missing Link. No. Who did it? Who did do it? Oh, also, Fantastic Mr. Fox, if you're wanting to watch it right now, it's streaming on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Yes. So hopefully it's still there when this episode airs it in two be. weeks. Um, yeah. It's, it was I, don't think it's going any, I don't think it's going anywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, it'll be there forever now. 
It's kind of an odd title. It doesn't like fit in with Disney. Yeah, but it's a family thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It totally so. fits in if you look at it from that perspective. Yeah. Like I said, I think anybody can watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missing Link is a... It's under a thing, uh, Lakey. Lucky Lakey. Okay. Hmm. Same people who did Box Trolls. Oh, I saw that. I want to say uh, Paranorman. I want to say it was okay. I never did see those. Huh. I never saw Paranorman, but I saw Box Trolls. Oh, we should say this is all based off of a book by Roald Dahl. Oh, yes. yeah. He's like a personal hero of uh, Wes Anderson. Yeah. And so this uh, story in particular is, so the son, uh, one of his actual sons died from measles, and that's why the dad of Christopherson oh. has measles in this. And then uh, he had another son die from like a water on the brain, some weird kind of sounding thing, but yeah, had, it was water on the brain as a result of a car accident. Yeah. And so his two sons died. And then this was a film about a dad trying to protect his kids. And so he, that's how he got through this. Huh? Yeah. Um, apparently this movie was recorded. All the voice acting stuff was recorded on location yeah. and not in sound studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go to outside in the forest, up in an attic and, yeah underground for different stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, 535 puppets were made for the movie. Dang. Mr. Fox had 17 different styles alone, and each of Mr. Fox's styles had to be done in six different sizes. He has 102 puppets alone. Wow. Just for Mr. Fox. I wonder if you could buy one of those online. Probably would be a lot of money. You think? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, not a lot of people saw this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'd be, I'd be willing to bet, like, maybe about... 500. You think that much? Mm-hmm. I was thinking like maybe a hundred or two. Mm. I bet you go about five. I can't, I can't we show gotta up look that it kind up of money. <laughs> <sighs> All right. I'll go on eBay and see if, especially with how critical it was. Cause right here it said it took seven months to perfect the first Mr. Fox puppet. Well, Over yeah, but once they get puppets. into second hand though, like the market is different. Yeah. I mean, you could be a hundred percent right. I'm just saying. Oh, here's another nod to, uh, Mr. Doll, the uh, the tree that the foxes live in uh-huh. is based off of a uh, what was a beech tree that was on Doll's property in the whole town. Like all the little uh, the factories and the animals and stuff all live in the basically the little town based off of where Roll Doll worked and lived and everything, all the little factories and stuff. <clears throat> but yeah, a beech tree is what the uh, Fox family house is based off of. Hmm. There is a toy line for this film. What? Yeah. They're all over eBay. Hmm. Oh, maybe it's just something <coughs> Funko did. They don't look like Funko. They're not pop figures, but hmm. they're like vinyl figures. But they don't all seem to have that kind of a, well, yeah, maybe that's who made them. All right, let's see here. I'm trying to find it. I've looked, Fantastic Mr. Fox puppet. <laughs> Fantastic Mr. Fox. 20th Century Fox considered making Mr. Fox the company mascot, but decided not to because of how the idea was too similar to a joke once made on The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, man, what is a name for something that was prop? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Large figure, 27 and a half inches. So it's... Is it an authentic prop? You say 20 and a half inches? That's pretty 27 big. 27 and a half inches. That's big. 
Um, That's what she said. <laughs> I'm pulling it up to see if it's just like, if it's actually, I would imagine it was actually used in the film. They're asking $485. Dang, much? Zach. $485. Which would put you spot on. But it doesn't look... If it's not authentic, then imagine yeah. what an authentic one's going to cost. Well, that's just what some jerk-off on eBay is asking. It doesn't mean he'll get it. <laughs> jerk-off. <laughs> that's right. I'm Mr. calling you out. Mr. eBay or guy, if you're Mr. listening eBay. to our episode, we apologize. Can you see, like, people's <laughs> names? Who's selling this? <laughs> Ooh, this was George Clooney's first starring role in an animated movie. Huh. I can't tell if this is used in a movie. I think it's just... Some kind of figure. Does that look like they use it? Mm, like, it doesn't look exactly like he does in the film. It doesn't look fluffy enough. But it could just be the writing. And, like, look at the tail here on this photo. Does it look the same? I mean, it could be. It, it could, could be. It, it looks kind of off to me, but I suppose it could be. Huh. Make an offer. <laughs> Three dollars. <laughs> Rare NECA life-size movie prop gremlin Fisher Stripes statue. Oh, Flasher Stripes statue. $600. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I've looked up actual movie prop puppets from gremlins before, and you can get them from like for like three yeah. to seven. Some of the more iconic ones, like the Flasher or the mm -hmm. Spider, those ones are really expensive, like thousands of dollars. But like you could get a standard gremlin for a few hundred bucks. Hmm. Theoretically. I'm just going to search it, and then maybe I can rank them like most expensive to least expensive or something <laughs> and just see what comes up. A lot of like criterion collection film boxes come up. Yeah. It's cause this film is a part of the criterion collection. Oh, what is the criterion collection? I don't know. Cause like theoretically you could make anything a criterion part of that collection. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm pretty sure every single one of Wes Anderson films is part of that list. Okay. Though there's not very many, you know, interesting. Roald Dahl, Fantastic Mr. Fox, the book. You can get it for $4. <laughs> and that's almost worth buying just to, like, have it. Yeah. Hardcover, pre-owned, 40 bucks. <laughs> but the paperback ones are cheap. Cheap as cuss. See what I did there? There's an $80 one. 1970 edition with the dust jacket. Ooh. Fancy, fancy. There's no, like... Movie props up here, though, except for that one. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the stuff, and there's nothing for sale. Yeah, it might not even be legit. Movie prop auctions. <laughs> I'm just thinking maybe there's another site that would have it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Replicas? No, thank you. Because I know that there was, like, some place a while ago, I got a notification that they were going to be doing auctions with actual movie-used stuff. Hmm. Hmm. Prop store? Was that it? That might be it. I don't know. Anyway, you guys got any more trivia about this film? Nope. Nope. All right. You want to plug our stuffs? Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at Excellent Movie Adventures, and you can send us email at excellentmovieadventures at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter, Excellent Movie Pod, and Zach and Pickle are on Twitter and Instagram at their following things. At Pix Adventures. At Z Van Beacom. This movie was excellent. Oh, yeah, definitely. Excellent! Anyway, oh. if you uh, give a cuss about watching it, you should.
I might right. just start doing that now. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> Good work, Ian. <laughs> Bye-bye. Ciao. See you later.